live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Modern Feminine Conversation. I'm Amy Granat, your host, founder of Strong Soft Wild, programs for feminine embodiment. Glad to be here with you today. I've got a great show for you talking all about healthy feminine energy. Before I get started, I want to let you all know I've got a new program that I just launched recently called the Energy Reclamation Project. It is an eight-week program focusing on burnout and also meeting yourself as a modern woman. So kind of what all that means the things that we talk about in the show, how to develop that. But first and foremost, working on the energy issues that you're having. I've done multiple shows now on burnout, so you can go back and listen to those and how it's affecting us, how it's affecting our bodies, how it's affecting us in our relationships, in our businesses, as a collective. It's kind of one of the core underlying problems that I see. So it's major energy outputs and not enough energy inputs. So if you're interested in that, you can go over to strongsoftwild.com. Again, it's the Energy Reclamation Project. This is something I'm doing online or in person. So if you are not in the area, you can use this program as well. The other thing I've got coming up is next month in April... Um, a retreat, our Masters to Wholeness Retreat. This is a fabulous program. We are actually running five of them this year. The next one is spring. It's in April. Um, I think it's the 16th through the 20th. It's going to be in North Carolina. So for those of you, again, that are not local, this is something you can also go to. It's going. It's a really amazing program. We kind of focus on what wholeness means. And so within each season, which was when we're meeting, so we met in winter. Now we're going to be in spring, summer, late summer, and fall. And each season, we focus on different things. So going into spring, we're going to be focused on the emotion of anger. So we're going to do some anger release Um, activities and exercises are going to be extremely powerful. It's also the time of vision and birthing ideas. So we'll be focusing on vision boards, but not in the way that you think. This is like a completely different thing, which I'm super excited about. Not that I don't love a good vision board, but I think there's just so uh, such a deeper level you can go to with that. So we're going to be looking at it more as a creation of life as opposed to just those things that you want. So a little bit different take on it. It's going to be really powerful. We're also going to be working into divine feminine energy, of course. That will be my role in this. Um, so the divine feminine energy focusing on um, womb space wound. So this is the feminine wound. So W O M B womb space, and then W O U N D wounds. So we're going to do um, some very powerful meditation along with drumming during that segment, which I think is going to be absolutely amazing. I'm really excited about it. And I noticed also that one of my favorite groups in the world, Rewilding for Women, is also doing a womb space workshop that weekend. So there's something going on collectively, energetically. So I think it's going to be extremely powerful. So there was a lot more things that we're going to be doing over the course of the five days. If you're interested in that, go over to masterstowholeness.com go to the quick click on the program link and that will tell you about the upcoming events and how to are the upcoming sessions how to enroll and um, make sure you get your spot because we do have limited spots for that so we can keep the environment intimate because um, we are doing very deep high level work in that so I just wanted to let you know about it, those couple of things because they're going to be fabulous programs and I'm very very excited about them So in today's show, this is all healthy feminine energy, and most likely I'm going to have to swing this over into next week because I have a lot of ground to cover here. 
So those of you that have been following me for a while, thanks for coming back. If you're new to the show, welcome. The modern fem- feminine conversation is just that. It's it's a new conversation. So it's taking us, it's almost like taking the feminist movement, the broader movements that we've had over the past, let's say, 150 years, and we're starting to move forward and build on that. So this is bringing a new conversation into the mix and kind of not staying where we have been. Largely what I've seen with the feminist movement is that it very easily goes over into masculine energies. And there's there's ne- there's necessities there. We need those masculine energies in order to accomplish things, to stay focused on things, you know, to stand up for ourselves, to stand up for things. So it's a very necessary energy. But we start to lose some of the feminine flow. We start to lose the softness, which is very, very powerful. That's not a weak thing. But we lose the softness. We lose flow because we're in that masculine all of the time. And the body starts to break down. And then we see illness in the body. We see mental illness. We see spiritual crises. There's lots of different ways that it manifests. Uh, but being in that masculine energy all the time kind of is, it's not in a good balance. And we don't want to be 50-50 all the time. We're going to pull on those energies based on what these, you know, the situation at hand needs, based on what's going on in our lives, how we need to approach certain events and certain situations. We're going to shift back and forth between those energies because it's not a gender thing. Everybody has both of those energies. So today, what I kind of want to focus on is what healthy feminine energy actually is. What does that mean? So the, of course, the basics with with the feminine energy is that it's nurturing, it's flow, it's intuition, it's wisdom, um, it's emotive. Those are just some of the basics of what what feminine what feminine energy is. So we're going to talk about what the healthy versions are. I kind of did, I think maybe two weeks ago, I'd have to look now. I kind of went into what some of the toxic energies are and what it looks like when we're toxic. So now I want to kind of go into what it looks like when we're healthy. So there was a really great post by Jake Woodard. Um, If you don't follow him, you can follow him on Instagram. He has a lot of really wonderful stuff on both masculine and feminine energy. Really in-depth worker, does a lot of retreats and a lot of one-on-one as well as group work with this um, because it is a very important thing. So he put out a great post that listed eight different ones. Um, I'm going to read those off and I'm going to get to as many as I can today, just depending on, of course, how long I talk. So here are the eight ways that he focused on healthy feminine energy and the ones that we're going to go into today. So number one, your thoughts and emotions are balanced. Number two, you speak your truth in a loving way. Number three, you don't feel flighty or ungrounded. Number four, you feel a sense of softness in your body. Number five, you are receptive. Number six, you have strong boundaries. Number seven, you are in tune with your heart and intuition. And number eight, you feel connected to the flow of the universe. So these are just some. Obviously, there's a lot more things that we could talk about today, but we only have so much time. So we're just going to go into the ones that he has brought up here. And again, I will most likely be doing half this week and half next week. So let's go and dive into number one. Your thoughts and emotions are balanced. So as women, often we get the label of being, you know, crazy emotional and over the top emotional and super dramatic. Um, 
And that is part, that is us. It's, it's normal for us to be emotive. It's, it's completely how we're wired. It's not something that we want to dismiss, something that we want to get away from because it's important to get emotion out all the, the full spectrum of emotions. Like I was saying at the beginning of the show, you know, going into the retreat that we're doing for masters to wholeness in spring, the emotion there is anger. And so we're going to be working with anger in a productive and healthy way to have it expressed and to release it from the body. Because emotions, when we do not express them, get stuck in the body. They get stuck in our cells. They are stuck in our tissues. They're stuck in the nervous system. They get stuck in the body. And as they build, as because we're not expressing them, it's kind of like they compound on top of each other. And then it creates a lot of density in the body, which means that we don't have f- good flow within our body. We don't have good flow within the body. Then we end up seeing disease. So we end up seeing Issues in issues in digestion. We end up seeing autoimmune condition, hormone conditions, uh, neurological problems. All types of things are related to how we're dealing with our emotions. Are is there more to it than that? Of course, but emotions play a huge role in the dis-ease going on in the body. And as far as our thoughts are concerned, it's the same thing. What's the spiral that you're going down? What are the thoughts that are constantly playing in your head? Are you playing the same thing over and over again? Are you going down the rabbit hole? Are you playing the same story over and over again? And playing the same story over and over again, but wanting a different outcome. So maybe you get stuck on the, I don't have enough of X. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough business. Um, I don't have enough love in my life. Whatever it is that's coming up for you. Um, if the constant thought is I don't have, but you're not looking at what I want, then you're going to get more of what you don't want, more of what you don't have, because that's where your focus is. That's where your thoughts are going. Your thoughts are extremely powerful, just as your emotions are extremely powerful. So when your thoughts and your emotions are balanced, it means that you are, number one, being present and aware and conscious of what's going on. You're conscious of your thought patterns. You're conscious of your emotions. And I know that seems like a huge thing to do, to be conscious of all the thoughts you have because we have so many per day. And there's going to be some that slip by you. But if you can be more aware and start that process of just being more aware of what you're thinking and noticing when you're going into a thought pattern that's spiraling out of control... And give yourself a time limit to get out of it. Say, okay, I'm going to give myself whatever, 20 seconds to stop thinking this way because you have a choice to continue down that road or to do something else. And it can be hard. I'm not saying it's an easy switch sometimes. Sometimes it's really challenging to get out of that frame of mind. I definitely go down the rabbit hole spinning out of control sometimes. And as soon as I can catch it, I have to stop myself and rein myself back in. And one of the ways that I do this, so to give you maybe a little exercise here, if you're having those um, crazy thought patterns that you just can't seem to get yourself out of, is get into your body. Get into your body and start getting out of your head. So this might be um, just doing some breathing. This is not going to work for everybody, but do some breathing. Start to notice where you're feeling those thoughts in your body because they are in your body. So maybe you're feeling them in your stomach. Maybe you're feeling it in your chest. Maybe it's in your neck. You know, maybe it is just in your head. Maybe it's like in your temples. Sometimes I'll I'll feel it like um, like third eye area, so between my eyes, and I'll just kind of start rubbing that um, because I'm I'm not able to get out of some kind of a spiral. So getting into your body is one of the fastest ways to get out of your head, but you have to do something that's a little bit jarring to make a switch. So instead of you know, sometimes you can kind of lightly go out of it, but it depends on how far down the rabbit hole you are. 
So you might need to stand up and walk, um, go exercise, uh, dance, you know, put some music on and just make yourself move. Even though you're, you might be in a really foul mood, <laughs> just put some music on and make yourself move because your body needs your body needs to work some of that crap out. Your body needs to work some of those thoughts out. And the same thing with the emotions. If you're if you're constantly going over the top on your emotions, we're all we all have those days where we just like we hit our limit. It's too much, and we just you know, kind of explode with our emotions. That is okay. I'm talking about the consistency of what's going on with your emotions being unbalanced, where it's like every day you're, you're falling apart or every day it's just, it, it is really over the top and you don't, and you feel really out of control with it. I think maybe that's a good way to, to kind of view it is you feel out of control with your emotions. Like you don't, you're not connected to them. It's almost like they just kind of take over. That's what we're talking about here with a balanced emotion is that the emotions should not be driving everything you do. They shouldn't be causing you to act, to feel and be out of control. So we want to decide what emotion that we're going to be in, in that moment as much as possible. Again, things happen, you know, events happen, tragedies happen, traumas happen, and you're going to go, you're, you're just going to react and respond. You're not going to have time to think about that. But in an instance where you do have time to think and you do have time to reflect and you do have time to see, okay, what is it that's going on for me? Why am I acting out in this way? Is there something that I really need to let out? and process here or am I just responding and overreacting to everything that's coming up because I've got an imbalance in the system and a lot of times an overexpression of emotion in multiple situations is an underlying um, issue of needs not being met so if you continue having uh, you know emotional outbursts that just don't seem like they fit the situations they it seems like you feel like again like it's out of control ask yourself if there's an underlying need that's not being met and that's why you're responding with such a um with so much powerful emotion behind it because sometimes it's a need that's not being met and it's not necessarily somebody else who can meet that need you have to figure kind of figure that out for yourself first and then move on from there so thoughts and emotions being balanced is not, it's not the extreme situations where something, you know, really radical has happened. This is the day to day. How are you behaving? How are you sitting with emotion? How are you processing it? Are you letting it out when you need to letting out, let it out? If it's becoming out of control where you feel almost disconnected and the emotion is taking over, what's the underlying need that's not being met when the thoughts are out of control and they're really driving things because not everything you think is true. I know we all feel like we're pretty pretty smart. And I, I feel like I'm pretty smart, but I know the things that my brain comes up with is not always true. Some of it's very ego driven and it'll make me fearful. It'll make me pull back. It'll make me hide. It'll make me contract. Um, it'll make me kind of shy away from things. Um, so when my thoughts are out of control and my ego is really taking over, that's what's happening for me. I'm pulling way, way back. I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't have what it takes. I don't have enough. I don't know enough, whatever the case might be. And so I'm kind of contracting and pulling in when my thoughts are out of control. So if you're in that space on the thought side, number one, just start paying attention. Both of these really emotions and thoughts, just pay it, just be aware, pay attention. That's just, that's basic step one. What is going on that, um, you are behaving in a way or out or expressing yourself in a way that you don't feel is, I don't want to say appropriate. That's not really the right word, but where you don't feel like it matches the situation or your thoughts are going out of control and you can't rein them in. Number one is just being aware of it. Number two is deciding what to do about that. So with the thoughts, you know, asking, is this true? Is this true? Is this thought really true? Ask yourself if it's true and listen deeply inside yourself for the answer. Don't just, don't, don't, don't try to get it in your head. 
That's why I say get into your body. You know, let your body tell you the truth. Are you contracting? So when you ask if it's the truth, does your body feel like it expands and opens up? Or does it feel like it contracts back in and kind of closes off? That tells you if that's true or not. Your body will have oftentimes an immediate response to a question like that. So ask your body. Same thing with the emotions. Ask your body, is there an underlying need that's not being met? Where am I? Where am I not having my needs met? Where is there something that I'm not paying attention to? And start there first and then go on from there. Number two, you speak your truth in a loving way. There's a lot of misinterpretation on what a loving way is. A lot of times we think that in order to speak truth in a loving way, it means to only be very soft and very kind. And sometimes we have to be very hard and very direct. And that is still very loving. Because is it loving to just say what people want to hear? Is it loving to just always make people feel good, even if there's something that's going on that's not okay? No, it's not. That's not loving. So for me, Speaking your truth in a loving way is determining what loving is in that situation. You know, what you, when you, when you have a truth that's coming up inside of you, is it something that requires some softness? Because sometimes it does, but sometimes it requires directness and, uh, you know, kind of some tough love and it might singe and it might hurt and it might burn a little bit yourself or the person that you're speaking it to, um, And if the person that you're speaking it to gets upset, know that that has nothing to do with you, especially if you're speaking your truth and it's in alignment with you. If you're saying what's true for you and someone else gets really, really angry, but you know in your heart of hearts that this is part of your value system and you're standing firm in this truth for you, if they're getting upset, that has nothing to do with you. If you say something, you're being a complete jerk and it's not really in alignment and it's not really true, you're just being triggered by something. I don't really like that word. Actually, I'm trying to find some other way to describe that, but that's all it's coming to me right now. Um, but if something's coming up for you and responding in a certain way and you're being a jerk, then, and you know it, then just then apologize, obviously. But if you're standing firm in your value system and what you know to be true and someone gets upset, it's not about you. It's about something that it's waking up in them. How about that? That's a better word than triggered. It's something that's waking up in them. And that can be really uncomfortable when thing, when you have to take a real hard look at yourself, um, based on what something somebody says, even if it's not even to you, but you're maybe in the room and they're saying something and you start getting all annoyed and all frustrated and all irritated. That's a really good signal that you have to look at why, why are you feeling that way? Why is it producing something? And then in a loving way, what is really the truth? And ask again, just like with your thoughts, what is true here? Is that true for me? What is, what is the truth? And, you know, really kind of formulate in your body, in your heart, in your mind, what that truth is. So being loving does not always mean just being super nice. (laughs) A lot of times we think that way. And especially as women, we feel like we just, we need to be nice and we need to please and make sure everyone's okay. No one gets their feelings hurt. And obviously if someone gets their feelings hurt, we're not being, we're not intentionally trying to make that happen, but some things need to be said in such a direct way to, because it's a wake up call for somebody. And not that we're trying to wake them up because that's not possible. They have to wake themselves up. But 
things that you say might do that. And so if you hold back, you're actually not a, not serving that person in a way by letting them have the opportunity to wake up based off of something that is true, that is so true. Whenever you speak your truth, it's not just good for you, it's good for everybody involved. So speak your truth in a loving way, but just know that loving doesn't always mean really sweet and soft. Sometimes it's going to have sharp edges and it's going to be painful and uncomfortable and it's going to hurt. But again, when it's the truth, And it's spoken from love. It's always going to be in the highest good of that person and yourself. Number three, you don't feel flighty or ungrounded. This is another one of those things that we as women get kind of tagged as tagged in as being flighty. Um, and this is again that so that if you're feeling flighty and ungrounded, that's just feminine energy out of balance. So it's like you're you're you know going off into the ethers and you don't have anything tethering you down. And the tethering part is your masculine energy. So it's not someone else's job to tether you in. They can provide support and hold space for you and be some of the support of that tethering. But that is part of your healthy masculine holding you in. And so an unhealthy feminine means that you're not utilizing the masculine to provide that space for you. So if you're feeling really flighty and really ungrounded, so this could manifest in a lot of different ways. Like you can't focus, like you just can't focus all of your thoughts. And sometimes this is because you're doing way too much. You're involved in way too much and your mind is literally going in 500 directions. And when you do that to yourself, the what happens is you become you get this ungrounded feeling like you're just you're being pulled in so many directions you 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 feel like you're being lifted off the ground and it's not comfortable it's not a good feeling because it's too much so when you're feeling this way i think that's probably one of the best ways that it really kind of comes across is so um not being able to focus uh maybe being really forgetful just not remembering things and again that's part of not being present uh being for really forgetful all the time is part of not being present um so being forgetful, um, not, not being, not feeling connected to yourself is, can make you feel really flighty and really ungrounded. Um, so not having just kind of almost being on autopilot where you're not connected in with yourself and with your day. And so you're just almost kind of going through the motions literally every single day and not feeling connected to anything that you're doing. And so that's where some of that flightiness comes in. We're just like, la, 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 I'm just going through my day and I don't really know what's going on. And the end of the day happens and I don't really know what I did all day. We all have those. I'm raising my hand here. I have those days where I get through the whole day and I'm like, what exactly did I do today? And part of that, when that happens for me, I'm like, okay, I have not been present with what I'm doing. I am you know, sitting here doing work, but my mind is completely somewhere different. And I don't like that feeling. I like to be in my body and be present with everything that I'm doing. Um, it's so much more effective. It takes so much less energy. There's an energy sucker right there when you're constantly thinking about other things and not focusing what you do. And as women, and if you're mostly, you know, if you're mostly feminine wired, focus is more of a masculine energy. So we have to bring that up for a while so we can focus on what we're doing. And then we have to kind of relinquish back into the feminine and do something a little bit softer for a bit, just so that we can kind of go back and forth. There's a great ebb and flow that can happen there once you realize what's going on. But not being able to focus is is part of an unhealthy, unhealthy feminine because you're not connecting with your healthy masculine. All right, so you feel a sense of softness in your body. This is an interesting one um, because what does that mean? What does it mean that you feel softness in your body? So 
as you're sitting here listening to this right now, just take a moment and sit back. This is this is actually called orienting. This is a great, great tool for just getting present. But take a moment right now, and if you're sitting in your chair, don't do this if you're driving, but if you're sitting in a chair right now, um, I just want you to kind of focus in on your your feet on the floor, if they're on the floor, your butt in the chair, your back maybe against the chair. And I just want you to focus on that for a minute. Focus on how all of that feels to your body. Just notice how it's touching your legs, how the floor is touching your feet. Is it touching, you know, are your arches on the floor? You know, is it touching your toes? You know, really be kind of specific. You know, your, your back against the chair. Is it your whole back? Is it the small of your back? Pay attention to what, and pay attention to what it feels like, the pressure of it. Is it uncomfortable? Is it pleasurable? What does it feel like? This, again, this is orienting. This is getting present. Once you do this, I want you to just take a couple of deep breaths. Nothing fancy, just breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. Take a couple of breaths. Just kind of relax and let those shoulders kind of relax a little bit. Now I want you to pay attention to your body and see if you feel softness. So softness to me is some relaxation where it doesn't feel tight. It doesn't feel tense. It doesn't feel like you have to get up and move. It feels like you could actually just sit in your chair for the next five, 10 minutes and be completely at ease. A lot of us have a really hard time with being at ease. We constantly want to get up and move. In fact, I was thinking about this this morning during uh, meditation with my colleagues and friends that for the um, retreat in April, we were doing a meditation together this morning over Zoom because they're all out there. And what part of what I was thinking about was the letting go of productivity and letting go of busyness. Um, and how challenging that is for me personally, how challenging that is for most people culturally, because we prize productivity so much. And I was thinking about this on, um, because yesterday I had a couple of cancellations during the day. And so I ended up kind of with a free day. I had some work I needed to do, but it was technically a free day. And so I was working through the morning and into the afternoon. And I probably worked about, I guess, close to five hours and, and thinking I, I need to keep going, even though I was done with what I had to do. I'll like, oh, okay, well, I need to keep going. I need to find something else to do. But what I really needed to do and what I actually ended up doing was just resting for the afternoon. I did, I did a little bit more reading and stuff in the evening instead. But I rested for the rest of the afternoon, just enjoyed the day, took a couple of naps um, because I was able to do that, thankfully. And I just rested and I let go of the, of the need to continue being busy. Because the work that I had did not need to be done yesterday. It can definitely, you know, roll over in today. So there was no hard deadlines on some of the things that I had after I finished what I wanted to get done. And so letting go of productivity and that creates softness in the body. Again, remember I was talking about in that first one with our thoughts and our emotions, specifically our emotions when we're not expressing them, when we're not working through them, when we're not being present with them and they build up in the body and they create density. So part of the softness coming in is a releasing of that density of allowing your body to actually relax and go into a rest state, which I know it's super challenging. It's not an easy thing to do because there's so much pressure on us to just keep going. And and if you're a parent, it's even more. If your kids are involved in a lot of stuff, it's like you are on the go. It's so, it's so amazing to me how busy people, how busy people are, how much of 
Each and every minute is filled with something to do. And we have very little time to just be. And I'm not talking about just sleeping. (laughs) I'm talking about creating a space in your life to just be. And that doesn't mean you need to take a nap like I did. Maybe it's you're, you know, just sitting reading a book or you're even watching TV with your family. I don't care what it is. So it could be literally anything. But finding some space to just be is what part of what helps us create softness in the body. So if you're on go, go, go all the time, again, you know, we've, I've discussed this with what goes on in the nervous system. You're in fight, flight all the time. So even when you try to rest, you don't feel rested. You feel like you have to keep going 100 miles an hour and it doesn't feel comfortable. So you might feel anxious or agitated or, you know, on edge, like you, you can't sit still in your seat. I'll see this a lot um, with clients, especially when we first, first start working together, that there's, they feel fidget a lot and it's very challenging for them to sit through the hour session and not move around all the time you know obviously you're going to adjust your position within an hour's time of sitting and talking but there'll be sometimes just constant movement, constant movement, adjusting clothing, um, touching hair, uh, moving around and see moving stuff, moving stuff around. Like if they've got a notepad or a phone or something like that, moving stuff around. And so part of my practice when I'm in session is to allow myself to go into softness and I'm still in that leadership role of working and and guiding the conversation and guiding where we're going, but I actually allow myself to relax into softness in that environment because what I do with my nervous system will affect the other person's nervous system to some degree. Depends on the openness of um, what's going on in their body because for some people they're not going to be able to relax and that's okay. It's not necessary at the moment to relax, especially if there's a lot of trauma built up in the body. It's not going to be possible right off the bat. It's going to be a very slow and systematic thing so there's not a judgment around not being able to sit still but there is a noticing so if you went through that orienting exercise that's a real simple one that we just did and you felt a lot of tension you felt anxious you felt on edge you felt like you had to get up and move around that's a great practice a daily practice for you to do you can do it at any time of the day even if you're sitting at work and you've been you know completely focused in on something for a while and you just kind of sit back in your chair and do that noticing your feet on the floor noticing your butt in the chair noticing your back against the chair whatever it is really noticing it and just taking a moment to be really present with how it feels and what's going on in your body where you're holding tension and let's say you're holding some tension in the shoulders you know can you just can you relax those down even just a little bit even just a minute bit that's a place to start so that's how you can begin to find some softness in the body um, because it is healthier again Think about the energy that it takes to be tense all the time. That's a lot of energy output. So when we talk about energy being drained and where we're leaking energy, just being tense all day takes an enormous amount of energy because you're literally tensing up muscles. So think about it. It's like, think of the amount of energy you expend when you work out and you're flexing those muscles all the time. Well, if you're doing that all day long unconsciously, you're expending an enormous amount of energy. No, it doesn't mean, obviously, if you're at your desk, you're doing work, you're going to be using muscles. So that's not really what I'm talking about here. But if you're holding lots of tension and you don't give yourself some breaks, even just like a five minutes to orient and allow your body to relax. If you don't give yourself some breaks, you don't have time to replenish and you just continue leaking energy. So that is a great tool for finding some softness in the body. That's not weakness. That's not even really what quote unquote, what we think of as like flowy, flowery, feminine. It's not that either. It's just allowing relaxation, getting rid of some of that tension. That's what that means. 
All right, so we've gotten through the first four and I am out of time, of course, because I knew that we would because there's a lot to talk about on each one of those. So I'm going to finish this up next week. So for this week, you're focusing on your thoughts and your emotions and how, how those are being expressed, how you're balancing them or not balancing them, and when your thoughts are going into spiral prep into a spiral pattern. So with the thoughts, you're just being aware and seeing if you can put, give yourself a little time limit to kind of switch what you're thinking about. And on the emotions, you're asking yourself if you're, if you're constantly having an, have feeling like super overly emotional and you don't know what's going on, ask if there's an underlying need that needs to be met. It may also be something else, something that's just coming up that needs to be released out. But I want you to ask yourself if there's an underlying need. Number two, speak your truth in a loving way. So we're reevaluating what loving means. Loving can mean kind and soft, um, but it can also mean sharp edges and, and, and having some hardness to it. And both of them are, if they're from your heart and from love, both of them are in your highest good and the other person's if you're talking to someone else. Number three, if you're feeling flighty or ungrounded, it's time to get a little grounded here. So um, I don't think I went over an exercise for you on that one. So a very simple, good exercise is just imagine um, a root system going from, let's even pull it up. Let's pull it up into your heart. So let's imagine like a root system, like a tree starting in your heart and the roots going all the way down through your legs and into the ground and rooting into the ground. So if you're feeling very flight, like just like out of control, you can't really focus, your thoughts are all over the place. Um, can't remember things, all that kind of stuff. That's a great, again, daily exercise that you can literally do anytime. You don't need hours and hours to do this. Imagine it starting in your chest and I want you to picture the roots going all the way down your legs and rooting into the ground and just allowing them to really solidify and hold you there, hold you there. Okay. And then number four, if you feel a sense of soft, do you feel a sense of softness in your body? That's where you bring in the orienting. So feel yourself in the chair, breathe and see if you can find some softness. All right, everyone. That's all I have for you today. I will pick this up again next week. Thank you for joining me. As always, you can head over to the Modern Feminine Conversation Facebook page and let me know your thoughts. You can always leave them here on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on all the places where you can listen to my show. And I will see you all next week. Have a great rest of the day. 